The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. All right, let's wrap up Logan Paulson as I'm Craig Hoffman. Uh, by the way, you can catch me on the Hoffman Show three to six weekdays on the team 980 let's wrap up with the uh with the defense uh san francisco's offense is schemed up as well as any offense in football because kyle shanahan is better than everyone else um except for maybe andy Reid. yeah but uh they held up in the first half and and then uh it seemed like they they being the the niners really were able to take advantage of the absence of cam curl what do you think kyle saw and, and why did things change in the second half yeah, I mean, let's talk about the first touchdown first. Love the play designed by Kyle there. And again, like this is like the level of detail that you're talking about. So earlier in that same drive, they try to run a play that I call Zorro, which basically means the fullback and the tight end are double teaming the edge player to the safety. And so Jack's response was say, hey, big drawn Ridgeway, get your butt out there. Here, Mayo, Jamin, Reeves, and they just shoved it right in their face. There was nowhere to go. So this offense is built – their offense is built around running the football. So what Kyle does, he says, oh, well, let's get an 11, right? Let's have McCaffrey offset gun, and then let's motion Ray Ray McLeod around the back. So that does a couple of things. One, it keeps the linebackers over the guards as opposed to pressing front side like when the fullback moves. They're going to match right. the fullback. Because now, now McCaffrey becomes the fullback. You just correct. don't know it until the snap. Correct. And so they're a little bit behind on the block, right? It's third and 10 versus 11 personnel. Um Jack brings a pressure that had been giving them trouble all day, kind of beating their protection rules. Kudos to Jack for actually installing that and getting that done. Really nice job because versus empty protection. They've been doing a lot of empty protection because McCaffrey's in the game. He's not a great pass protector. They bring Jamin. They force kind of that squeeze rule that um, Kayvon Thibodeau was getting versus the New York Giants. And that's the first sack of the game that they had earlier in the game. They brought that same pressure on third and 10. Love the call. Uh, sec- but second and 10. For, second uh, and 10, yeah. Yeah, McCaffrey. Sorry, second and oh, 10. Yeah, yeah. And and so, but Jamin's running out of the play because he's pressuring. Actually, Mayo does a pretty good job of beating McGlinchey with a better angle, and there's probably a hold there, which is really frustrating because they missed it. But again, the the blocking scheme, everything there, and it's when you watch it on the all twenty two. I mean, Mayo is this close to making the tackle, and he's getting held. 
So you say like that is the margin for error for for coming out of that first half zero zero and or or whatever getting them to punt there. So that's super frustrating. Like for them to have that kind of production on a play where there's probably a penalty. Then you go. I think what's what's the next touchdown? It was um, well. Also, I would say uh, a quick question on that one too. Yeah. Uh, does Reeves or Forrest, one of them, as the safety there, need to play over the top of that because so, they both attack kind of more at the point of attack, and then there's no one once it gets out on the backside. So Reeves was in the box on the backside. He was like he was a box player away yeah. from the call. Right. Forrest takes kind of a bad angle, and I think he's expecting. Because what happens on the front side, so basically they take the front side receiver and they crack Bobby, who's kind of the nickel player there, Yeah. right? And then the double team, the tight end and uh, McCaffrey can work to the corner. So they've actually just outgapped you just from that alignment. So Bobby is a little bit outgapped, and I think Forrest might be expecting him to force the ball back, right? But mm. because he's been cracked, he play, Forrest plays it tight and probably should – I think he's playing it correctly – because Bobby's a little bit out of position, and then he's able right. to hit up the side. So the angle looks weird there, but I think it's because you're expecting other pieces to be in a better position there. So yeah, it just up. feels like you should have someone over the top to make sure that it doesn't get out-out. Um, although that play developed so well that it's, that's pretty tough. Um, the other thing that's notable, I actually tweeted out the play uh, at Craig Hoffman earlier, just from a pure athleticism standpoint, watching Montez Sweat open up yeah. and sprint down the sideline, he almost catches McLeod. It is ridiculous watching that guy run. Literally the fastest player on the defense on that play. He's one um, of To get one, out man. there. Yeah, he's he's something else. Uh, unfortunately, not good enough uh, for that. Uh, second touchdown for San Francisco is not obviously until the first drive of the second half. And that's the Kittle 34-yarder uh, where he catches it on third and four and then is able to break free and, and run in. Is that the one? I thought that was the one versus where he caught it up the seam, right? He cut up uh, his team, third and four. I think that's right. Let me double check my notes real quick. Um. Oh no. Yeah, you might be right on that one. I think. I have yeah. My, yeah. So, I have my touchdowns backwards. Yeah. That's so this. This is yeah. one of those ones where like Cam Curl being out is the deal. I think. And uh, they're so basically they're in like a cover two invert, which is what Jack likes to call kind of as a change up coverage. So they like to be their cover three, their zone wide match, which they've had to be away from a little bit more recently because uh, Benjamin St. Juice has been out. So they're in like so they're they kind of go cover three. They ran a little bit more quarters again this week again because I think they're a little bit banged up in the secondary. They're trying to insulate that group and yeah. they run this. Saint Jude's definitely is not hundred percent. It's, it's they, pretty obvious when you watch him. And they run this cover two invert right, which is where the the post safety becomes the Tampa two player, and then the two corners kind of become the half players or the cover two players. And Cam usually does this. He's your he's your invert guy, right? He kind of plays the post. They'll drop down. He's got a really good feel for it of how, like how deep he needs to be. And Forrest, I think he's playing the sticks. I think he's playing third and four comes tearing out of the middle of the field way faster than he needs to. And Kittle just runs right by him because you're going the opposite direction. He's running downhill. Kittle's running vertical and he just can't get back to it. And you see Benjamin St. Juice, they're playing Benjamin St. Juice and Fuller are playing the outside shoulder of the seam of the, of the vertical route outside. So there's a lot of space in the middle of the field, but I think that's how they're playing that. Right. And force is out of position. And again, that's not, obviously force makes a mistake and I think he would, he's upset about it. We're all upset about it, but that's what cam normally does for the defense. So he, right. How many reps has he had at it? How familiar, how comfortable he is. And again, that's where injuries, even when you have a good player in Forrest filling that role, become a, become an issue. Because how many reps has, has, 
has he gotten at that? And I don't think that many because because Cam is your guy that normally does that. Right. Well, and then also, you know, we've been pretty uh, lucky with Forrest this year and that he's played so much better than anybody expected coming in that you have to, to me, give him that grace. Like he's still a young player learning and yeah. he's going against with the best, you know, obviously Kittle's the best or, you know, one B behind yeah. Kelsey. Um, Kyle is the best or one B behind, uh, behind Andy Reed. Like he's playing some masters here and he mm -hmm. hasn't had many mistakes all year. He's going to make some, he's a young player. And in many ways, like to me, Forrest and Robinson had the same game. It's just like, Oh, oh yeah. right. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, they're right. Yeah. They're young. This is going to happen. And it just so happened to happen to both of them in the same game. Uh, and it happens against the hottest, if not, you know, one of the three best teams in football. And that's almost to be expected. And and I'm mm -hmm. not going to be mad at them for that on a large level. You can still be critical and say like, yes, they made mistakes. Yes, they need to be better. But it's within the context of this is a perfectly normal thing that happens in the course of a season and in the course of players' careers. And they will certainly be better the next time for it. Um, it just doesn't help you in this game that you lose 37 to 20. And I, I think the same is true you know, for the one that he gives up later uh, to Kittle. Like, he's playing him one-on-one, -on -one and Kittle just beats him. Like, uh, you know, he's in a... Like, it might have been a zone, but, like, he he's the guy that's there. Am I oh, thinking of the right yeah, play? So where he kind of pushes off, off a little bit. Like, Kittle just understands leverage and, and speed and, you know... Or maybe, no, maybe I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking of a play in the first half. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't. It wasn't the the other touchdown, but it was. There's a play in the first half, and I, you know, my guess is also like Kittle and Kyle see that, and they're like, "Yeah, we if we can get this guy, like I can beat him." And Kittle can do that to most people, but like he just understands leverage, and he's way faster than you think. Uh, and and so like he gets a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's and, and so he gets you a little bit of space, and then runs away from you. Like yeah. that's that's what makes George Kittle great, and Derek Forrest. Uh, gets in a pile with basically everyone else in football that can't cover George Kittle one on one because right. he's the best. Right, and on that, it was the first third down of the game you're describing, and he, yeah, Kittle just runs an in, and uh, you know they've got and here I think Percy probably is a little late to the party, so Percy's playing the post safety, forces outside leverage, trying to force him in. Kittle comes up, gives him a little bump, and you know he's sneaky strong. Forrest slips down, Percy's a little late, ends up being like a 25 yard gain. Um, the next touchdown that George has, I think you're also feeling a little bit of not having Cam on the field. And what I mean by that is, so by not having Cam on the field, you, you didn't move a lot of pieces around, but Cam is kind of this chess piece, right? He's your Tampa player. He can plan. He's your blitzer. He plays in the box. He does all this stuff. And so on the next play, I love the call by Jack, right? You're kind of, I forget if it's third and I forget it's third down or not. I can look it up. Let me look it up real quick. Craig, talk about something else. And then, uh, uh, <laughs> you're talking about the, oh, yeah, the okay. play. It's it's second and nine second because and nine. it's a two-play drive after the turnover on downs. Second and nine, right? So this is really interesting because you bring a pressure here. You, you're, you're ahead of the sticks. You did a good job on first down, stopping the run. You're ahead of the sticks. You bring a fire zone. You bring a, a safety off the backside of the run. It's 39, uh, Jeremy Reeves. And Jeremy had an excellent game, by the way. I just want to say that right now. Even though this is a mistake yeah. he made. Get an excellent yeah, game. he really did. So it's a boot. So Purdy's going to fake the run action away and then roll out the other way. And unfortunately, Reeves gets a little bit too enamored with the ball fake. He has to contain the quarterback. So he needs to run at the upfield shoulder of the quarterback, keep that ball inside, and probably have a sack there. Instead, eyes on the ball fake. Purdy gets out. The ball. Everybody is playing the run away. Kittle's open by himself in the flat. And I kind of say to myself, Cam probably makes that play okay and, and that's an assumption i don't know for sure but if cam's blitzing there i think he's going to be a little bit more dialed into his rules and probably make that play there 
because again, he's had more reps at it. He knows he's got this kind of intuitive football IQ that makes him really good. Like, you know, there's more people, there's, there's people that are better athletes than Cam. There's people that are more physical than Cam, but when you watch his, his film consistently, he just knows what the, what the offense is trying to do. And he probably makes that play. So you get the ball to George Kittle in space. Mayo's in pursuit, expecting the ball to be forced back because you have pressure off the weak side. It's not. Everyone's late to the party. There's probably a hold on Derek Forrest as um, uh, Jennings blocks him, but they don't call it. Ends up being a touchdown. So again, on both of those plays, I think you feel the loss of Curl. And again, this is not an indictment of Jeremy. He played exceptionally well. I think he graded out at like a 78 on PFF. He he really did a nice job. Physical tackler, had a two excellent pass kind of coverage snaps, really did a nice job. But obviously this one is one that gets away from you, you know? And I think um, that, hap- like you said, those things happen in the course of game, especially with people playing new roles in the context of the defense. No doubt about it. All right, uh, that'll do for this edition of Take Command. Coming up on Friday, how do we put together a game plan for both sides of the ball to stop the Cleveland Browns? And and what are they going through as they have been eliminated from playoff contention? What kind of field do they have in that building? Uh, maybe we'll talk to a Browns insider. I guess you got to mm-hmm. subscribe. Stay tuned. Find out. Uh, that will be up Friday. Uh, always make sure you're subscribed at youtube.com slash at 1067 the fan. Sometimes, just sometimes, Logan, little gifts. They sometimes pop up there first. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed on the video platforms as well. I'll also post some clips at Craig Hoffman on YouTube. For Logan, I'm Craig. I'll see you all on the radio, and we'll see you back here Friday on Take Command. Thanks for watching this clip of Take Command. First, why don't you why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then they should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes. We do. 1067 The Fans YouTube page. Go check. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award winning Hyundai models like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson now during the Hyundai getaway sales event Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.